Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Nick James here. What a phenomenal time to be alive. Day three of this five-day strategic planning challenge, taking your business from chaos and confusion to clarity and confidence in just five days. A quick recap, first of all, on, um, on the last couple of days. So we've talked about the three keys to creating structure in your business. And most of the first two days, we've been focused on creating your vision. From today onwards, we're going to start looking at how do you actually create a strategic plan to fulfill that vision. And then finally, we'll look a little bit about how do you then decide upon what tactics to deploy. So as we've said, vision consists of three parts in itself. Purpose, why do you do what you do? Second part, which we looked at yesterday, is what's the measurable journey that you're on to fulfill your purpose? So what are the measurables? Um, so reminder, reminder, revenue, number of tickets sold, and number of clients that we're serving. And I know that many of you have got many different numbers, metrics that you're tracking. And then the third part is values. Now, we're not going to have time to go into values on this five-day challenge. In fact, values on its own is probably a five-day challenge that we could do in the future, maybe. So, so that's the vision bit. Um, and I shared with you what our vision looks like. Um, which contains, of course, all three of those key elements and our year-on-year plan for growth with the numbers that are attached to those. So having the vision, and remember what I said, the bigger and clearer the vision of tomorrow, the greater our ability to sustain the challenges of today. However, vision without action is a daydream. And action without vision is a nightmare. So what this means, or my interpretation of this, is it's all well and good having the vision clearly defined and knowing the long-term plan and where you want to go. But if you're not actually making plans and taking action on those plans here and now, it's never going to happen. It's just a daydream. It's pie-in-the-sky thinking. You've got your head in the clouds. Equally, if all you're doing is taking action like all the time but you haven't got a vision of where you want to go in the future that in itself is probably a bit of a waste of time it creates chaos it's a bit of a nightmare and that was certainly the category that i fitted into before i started yeah. utilizing this, uh, this process that i'm sharing with you here in 2014 so what we're going to start working on today is the second part of creating structure in your business which is strategy and a well-formed, well-thought-out, well-created strategy consists of three things as well. You can see a pattern emerging here. I like to do stuff in threes. So a strategy, when it's been created well, in order to support you in fulfilling your vision, will contain three things. The first thing will be your annual priorities. So what are the key areas of your business that need to be focused on or addressed in the next 12 months? Those are your annual priorities. The second part is then taking those annual priorities and just looking at the next quarter, the next three months, and going, what are the key areas of the business that you need to focus on, um, that you need to put attention into in the next three months, the next quarter? 
And then finally, for both of those, what are the evidence of success? So the evidence of success are the, the numbers probably that you're looking to hit in the quarter, that you're looking to hit in the year. And I'm just going to give you, um, again, uh, as a point of reference, I'm going to show you one of our strategic plans. This is actually from last year. So it's, a, it's an old one. Just to give you a few little examples of what this looks like. So you can see here, top left, we've got our annual priorities. Top right, we've got our evidence of success related to them. Bottom left, we've got our quarterly priorities. And bottom right, we've got our evidence of success related to those quarterly priorities. So let's just take, as an example, um, priority number two for the year last year was to expand awareness of our expert empires and elite closing academy brands. That's an area of focus that we're prioritizing for the year as a whole. But how do we know we've succeeded in that priority in that area? Well, there's three things. One, we have 275 active clients by the end of the year. We sell 3,000 tickets to our events. We create 6,000 fresh opportunities in those two brands, in those two areas. So that's an annual priority and evidence of success. And then, again, if you look at, for example, quarterly priority number two, oversubscribe and over-deliver on our events, we've got five different evidence of success here. You've got 870 front-end bookings, 2,000 book sales, 520,000 in revenue from high-end clients, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, what are the areas of the business that need focus and attention? And then what are the numbers that we're trying to hit? Or, or what are the, how will we know by the end of the quarter, by the end of the year, if we've succeeded in addressing that priority? Now, the problem with all of this, you might go, well, yes, Nick, that all looks nice and that's great for your business. But what does my version look like? What does my, what should my annual priorities be? Because right now, I've got 101 different things in my brain that I think are important. I've got problems. I've got challenges. I've got staffing issues. I've got products that aren't selling so well. I've got thing, you know, I've got clients that need attention. I've got campaigns that I really want to test. I've got platforms that I know I should be more consistent on. I need to bring cash in, et cetera, et cetera. So most people have got like 101 different things at any given time that, they're, that are whizzing around their brain. What this process does is it allows you to condense that chaos, that confusion, that overwhelm into a prioritized strategic plan. So the question is, how do you decide which are the key priorities for your business right now? We have, or I have created, a strategic thinking process, which consists of six questions. And this will actually form your growth work for today. Now, the, the reason this is really important is because generally speaking, when you've got 101 different things on your mind at any given time, the thing that will normally get the most attention will be the thing that feels most urgent right now. It will be the squeakiest wheel will get the oil or it will be the, the biggest fire will get put out first. And sometimes that's actually not smart. Sometimes we need to put our attention. I guess the best example of this would be the, I guess this is quite a widely used anecdote or metaphor, you know, where 
that there seems to be lots of people drowning in a stream and the person's diving in to fish the person out and then they get that person out and then there's another one and they dive in and fish the person out and they're diving in they're fishing the next one out and they're constantly working on it maybe it'd be smarter to go upstream and see who's throwing all the people in in the first place solve the core problem rather than trying to address the symptom which is these people are all drowning but try and stop them going in the first place right so this is what strategic thinking does for you um, and there are six questions what this does is it stimulates our thinking and it gives us well-rounded thinking as well the first one is looking back and what i would suggest we're early may here so you know we're four months into the year probably um to give you a bit of framing for this would be good to do this strategic thinking for the year to date. So look at the last four months and ask yourself, question number one, what have been your biggest accomplishments so far this year? What have been your biggest accomplishments so far this year? The reason this question is particularly useful or valuable or important is because, and I see this so often, I'm guilty of this. We do something that works But then because we're so busy fighting fires, we forget to do the thing that works again. Great example, we have a campaign called the Five Day Cash Campaign. Every time we've run it, historically, it's always generated a decent influx of sales. Um, It doesn't take a large amount of time or energy or money to run, and it always works. So we used to run this campaign probably once every two months, Back in, back in probably 2012, 2013, 2014. And then um, it was only, it was a couple of years ago, Adam, who's our head of marketing, asked me a question. He went, what have we done before that worked really well that we've forgotten to do since? And I went, hmm, good question. Five-day cash campaign. And we both went, we haven't run one of those campaigns for probably like six years But every time we run it, it's an absolute home run every single time. So sometimes asking yourself, what have been your biggest accomplishments? In other words, what's worked over the last few months? Um, You could also, if you really wanted to do this at a deep level, you would apply these questions for, you know, looking back over years, if you've been in business a longer period of time. It reminds you what works and what you're really good at and what you've succeeded at. Hey, real quick, if you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads on this podcast. And what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in. And so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to Keep. So since 2010, I've been using Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft, to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners, and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it, and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes. So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to keep k-e-a-p and what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable even more usable for businesses that are at different stages of their journey so 
To go and get a free demo, all you need to do is go to keep.com, that's K-E-A-P, keep.com forward slash empire builders. And by using that link, I've negotiated the best possible deal for empire builders subscribers. So go to keep.com forward slash empire builders. You get a free demo. And when you go through that unique link, it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber of this podcast. So let's get back to the show. So the first question is what, what have been your biggest accomplishments? Second one is what have been the biggest lessons you've learned so far this year? So questions one and two are designed for you to think retrospectively and reflect on the last, in this case, as I've said, four months, the first four months of the year. They equally could be valuable for you to review the last year or the last 12 months or even the last two, three, four, five years, depending on how long you've been in business. But for the purposes of what we're doing here, I'd suggest looking at the year to date would be a good time frame. So what have been the biggest lessons you've learned so far this year? Some of those lessons might come from your accomplishments. Some of those lessons might come from things that didn't work so well. I don't think what didn't work well is a very helpful question. The more helpful question is what are the lessons you've learned from those experiences? So questions one and two are designed to help you reflect and look back and benefit from experience. Question three is what are your greatest strengths? So this is focusing on your internal skills and abilities. If it's just you and your business, you might be thinking about what are you personally really good at? You might be really good at writing copy. You might be really good on video. You might be really good at closing deals. You might be really good at speaking on stage. You might be really good Uh, interviewing experts. So what are your greatest strengths? What are the things you're naturally really good at? So what are your greatest strengths is is question number three. And then question number four is, on the other hand, what are your greatest weaknesses? Again, so three and four are designed for you to look internally at your business. So uh, yeah, if you've got a team, then think about greatest strengths, greatest weaknesses, not just yours personally, but the, the team as a whole. And by the way, if you've you've got other people in your business, get them to answer these questions as well because they will answer them differently to you and it will give you a different perspective. Question number five is, as you sit here today, what are the biggest opportunities that are available to you? So think external, things that you could do, um, partnerships maybe that you could form or new things you could try out or test in your business. What are the biggest opportunities for you or available to you? And then number six, what are the biggest threats you face? So again, looking externally, what could derail your progress? What could cause challenges, problems? The the reason these six questions are so powerful and so important that you answer all six. As you start answering them, I'll guarantee something will happen. First of all, there will be questions that you naturally answer much more easily than others. So the chances are, if you're the sort of person that gets to what are your greatest weaknesses and you've got like a massive list, the chances are you naturally focus on those things quite a lot. If you're the sort of person that easily thinks about accomplishments, um, then you're probably naturally wired to think that way. 
challenge yourself and test yourself to answer the questions that you think are a bit more difficult. For example, I am like really bad at thinking about what are the biggest threats you face because I'm such an optimist. I just don't see threats. But this process forces me to focus on threats. And in doing so, it forces me and causes me to identify areas that maybe we should consider addressing that I would never normally think of. So these six questions give you well-rounded strategic thinking. And most people have the blinkers on. In fact, most people don't even do strategic thinking. They just go straight into creating to-do lists without a vision, without a strategy. This process will give you well-rounded strategic thinking, which will set you up perfectly for tomorrow when we're going to start the strategic planning process. And of course, the purpose of the strategic planning process is to create your priorities, your evidence and success. But we're not doing that yet. That will come tomorrow. Today, we're just focused on these six questions for strategic thinking. Now, I'm going to make the growth work easy for you today, as easy as I possibly can. Your growth work for today is to put one answer to each of these six questions. Just one. Now, if you want to do more, great. If you want to do three answers for each question, great. Bear in mind, we've got 25 people in our team. And when we do this strategic planning process, which we do every single quarter, every single member of our team gets sent these questions and submits their answers. So when you take 25 people and each question, they give multiple answers, and there are six questions to answer, we're dealing with probably 300 or 400 pieces of information. Now, that's quite a lot. But also just think about how well-rounded our strategic thinking is when we get all that information. We get the perspective of the sales team. We get the perspective of the marketing team. We get the perspective of the finance manager. We get the perspective of the client experience, the events team. Like all of the, And all of these people do different roles day to day and have different opinions and different thoughts and different perspectives. What this means is that we're able to create really well-formed strategic plans, which means we have a much better chance of fulfilling on our mission for the year, therefore our mission for the next five years, and therefore fulfilling our ultimate vision and our purpose. So hopefully you can start to see how this process builds. We started off on day one with vision, specifically purpose on day one, mission on day two. Now we're looking at the strategic thinking process, which will lead us to the strategic planning process tomorrow. So you'll get clear on your priorities, but you can't do that until you've done this thinking first. Otherwise, if I just asked you before doing this, what do you think your main priorities are? You'd answer, the answer you would give would be very surface level. This allows us to really explore all areas of your business at a much, much deeper level. I've just seen a question from David. So, Uh, How much time do we typically spend on this part of the process when we're doing our planning? So like I said, we we send these questions to everybody before we do the planning. So I guess I might spend 15 or 20 minutes doing this, but we've got 25 people that are spending 15 or 20 minutes doing this. Now, I might spend 15 or 20 minutes doing this, but I've got to give a shout out to my long-suffering assistant, and now our head of people, Shelley, who has the thankless task, the unenviable task of collating three or 400 answers 
and then submitting to me a management report which basically says here are the top five answers for each that people gave so that I can start to collate that thinking and then lead the planning session. So those are the six questions. The growth work's going into the group. What I um, what I'd love you to do is give one answer to each. So thank you everyone for joining me again this morning. Uh, appreciate your time. Great. Thanks everyone. Have a great day, whatever you're up to. And remember, more you connect, more you collect. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.